Speaks Radio. I'm Lori LeBay, the host and founder of Alzheimer's Speaks. Um, before we get to our show today, which is really going to be fun, I, I've got a woman who has created a great tool to engage uh, people with dementia, and she's got multiple things in her in this little box that I got. It was a very fun uh, this gift box. It comes in all wrapped up and um, pretty special stuff. So we will talk with a with Julie uh, Bigham uh, in just a bit. But for those of you that are new, I always like to tell you a little bit about us. Um, Bottom line, Alzheimer's Speaks was created due to my own journey with my mother who lived with uh, dementia symptoms for 30 years. And so our company is an advocacy-based company providing multiple platforms to shift our um, caregiving from crisis to comfort around the world. As a daughter, I got really frustrated um, not being able to find resources, and I just honestly thought it was asinine and really frustrating, and that is not what families needed. And so we believe here in just having everyday conversations with everyday people um, where they can share their knowledge and their passion to, to improve our dementia care and to help people live better um, who are diagnosed and those are, who are caring for them in communities and corporations at large. At our core, we believe that collaboration is the only way we're going to win this battle. And I know it's working thanks to each and every one of you because we've gotten some amazing accolades that never would have happened without you sharing our content. And, um, you know, when we started this, it was never about it never about me, Lori LeBay, the daughter. It was about helping the community. So I really appreciate all your likes, your clicks, your shares to your Facebook uh, friends, your LinkedIn colleagues, your Twitter tribes, your Pinterest peeps, um, and just talking um, in general conversation when you run into people. It really has helped. And the content not only here on the radio show, but our blog, our website, our YouTube channel, we have all different kinds of platforms. You are making a difference by sharing that knowledge. And so I share the accolades that we get with our audience, because they're not, again, about us. They're about us as a team working together. Um, Through your shares and your likes, we got named the number one influencer online um, for Alzheimer's. According to Share Care and Dr. Oz, we were recognized by Maria Shriver as an architect of change for humanity. And then just recently, uh, Oprah recognized us as one of 14 health heroes for 2018. And again, I I share all of that with you. Uh, This stuff is important and people's voices need to be heard and we need to share our knowledge and our creativity um, and what we know. And so with that, I encourage anyone who's listening to reach out to me if you'd like to be on the show. 
We interview people who are um, struggling with dementia symptoms. They may or may not be diagnosed yet. Families who are caring for a loved one. Uh, maybe you're a business that has a service, a product, a tool. Maybe you're an author, a researcher, a musician. We've had playwrights, songwrights, um, movie directors, um, advocates. We want to hear from everybody because we truly are our team, and and that's the only way you know we're going to we're going to be able to move forward with this. I also want to um, let you know because people are always asking me, you know, where can I meet you? Where can I hear you speak? Um, so in March, I am going to be in um, uh, Chesterton, Indiana, um, doing a thing called Community Conversations, and that is through the library system and you can just go to alzheimerspeaks.com and find find that information there but I will be in Indiana from March 6th to March 9th um, then I'll be down in um, Melbourne Florida from March 15th to the 19th um, for an annual caregiving um, conference uh, which will be really fun and that is um, through the Center for Family Caregivers and then towards the end of March, the um, 26th through the 28th, I'm going to be out in um, Washington for their uh, Northwest Rural Health Conference. And so if you're in any of those areas, I would love to meet you and uh, have a cup of coffee. So, you know, please feel free to, uh, to give me a shout out. Um, and speaking of shout outs, I have to um, recognize a few organizations that I just adore. Um, one actually is an individual, uh, Jonathan Brooks. If you're in Minnesota where I am right now, she is going to be doing her musical play um, called My Mother Has Four Noses. And she is there February 10th through March 4th. And she is absolutely incredible. You will laugh, you will cry. Um, and you'll you'll want to come back and bring somebody again. I've seen it probably five times and I'm going to be going again this year because it's absolutely fabulous. I want to give a shout out to the American Senior Magazine. Um, love their large print. They're great articles. Um, just go to americasenior.com. And um, if you go through our website, um, alzheimerspeaks.com, you can also get a discount there. So that might be advantageous for you. And then people are always asking me about the memory cafes. Where do I find one? Um, you can go to the memorycafedirectory.com. That's memorycafedirectory.com to find out more about that. Um, just a couple more that I want to shout out to. One is the Roberto app. I just interviewed these guys um, with RC21X who have developed it. And it is a brain performance app that is now available to everyone. Um, it, they started out kind of um, focusing on athletes, but now they are bringing it into schools and into businesses. It is absolutely fabulous and something that you are not going to want to um, be without because it'll give you a lot of help in terms of how your day is going and maybe recognizing um, more easily when you're not getting enough sleep or not eating right or have a lot of stress in your life, <clears throat> things that can be can be corrected and changed. Um, and then right now, last, I'm going to um, just shout out to Care to Plan, which is a resource directory for dementia. Um, you can find more out about that by going to alzheimerspeaks.com and then just push on the resource directory itself.
So let's get into our show because this is going to be a fun one and I think something that that people are really, truly going to enjoy a lot. Um, Julie Bigham began her career as an activity professional in long-term care back in the early 90s and has worked um, independent and assisted living and memory care um, communities in addition to serving as a training and education coordinator for an in-home care company. So she's got a really great, well-rounded background. She holds a degree in missions with an emphasis on urban ministry and is um, completing her caregiver consultant certificate. In addition to helping family caregivers create joy-filled moments um, with their loved ones, she also provides ongoing um, continuing ed sessions for professional caregivers, um, and she hosts the Joy-Filled Visits Memory Cafe, which is located in Matthews, um, North Carolina, and she just got that registered, she said, on the Memory Cafe directory. So welcome, Julie. How are you doing today? Wonderful. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Well, I am thrilled to have you. Um, You've really put um, something very, very useful together. And I I just, uh, I'm really excited to talk about it. But before I do that, I always ask people one question, and that is, have you been personally touched by family or friends, um, you know, with, with dementia? Personally, in my family, I have not. Um, with my career, I've grown quite um, close to a lot of the families that um, are dealing with dementia or an Alzheimer's-specific diagnosis, and just watching um, their journey uh, just touches my heart so much. Um, my own father actually died of a stroke um, very suddenly about 20 years ago, and I remember leaving the hospital Um, And I was already working with senior adults in long-term care or a skilled care facility. Um, I I remember leaving and, you know, just saying, Lord, how am I going to do this? How am I going to get through this? And um, about that time, I heard a woman at 3 o'clock in the morning saying, help me, help me, help me. And I thought, Lord, you know, I feel for that family that has to listen to mom you know, say, help me, help me. And, I, you know, I understand now the blessing um, of not having to deal with that. Um, and so I want to go forward in my career and help these families who, um, you know, really and truly struggle um, with the Alzheimer diagnosis and the journey that pursues, you know, I think about, you said, 30 years for your mom. Yeah. That, that's, a, that's, a long, that's a long journey. And I really just have such a heart for the families and what they're going through. Yeah, it it is um, a long journey, and a lot of people say, "Oh, I'm so sorry for you." And <clears throat> but you know, to me, that journey was a huge gift. You know, I mm-hmm. mean, we have a we have an ability to choose how we're going to deal with whatever pops up in our life, and we can choose we can choose to learn the beautiful lessons from it, or we can mm-hmm. choose to be frustrated. And, um, you know, I can tell that you've you've chosen the path of beautiful lessons and to help ease the pain. Because, you know, I I remember days when my mom would yell, you know, help me, or she would be crying out and I didn't know what exactly she wanted. And 
there's nothing more gut-wrenching to a family member than that. And um, so why don't you tell people a little bit about um, the Joy-Filled Visit Kit and how how it came to be because I you know this is it's it's um, very specific you've got I mean it, it it's designed really well you put a lot of thought into this so this isn't something that you just said one day uh, you know I, I'm going to just put this together and life's going to be peachy I'm sure there was a, something that kind of sparked you and and um, and really really moved you in one particular moment. Oh, absolutely. You know, I think about um, just my life history and the way um, um, my grandfather taught me um, that bringing joy to the lives of others is so important. Just from a very young age, I can remember the great quality time that my gramps spent with me. He loved to watch me sing and dance and entertain him, and I had a little character that I played, um, you know, changing my voice to a a little southern lady, Uh, and he (laughs) just loved it. And when I was 11, we visited, he and my grandmother, in Florida, and he invited me to perform for his friends at the senior center. And at 11, I was captivated with entertaining senior adults and bringing that smile and that laughter. So I think he instilled the joy part into me a long, long time ago. Um, Fast forward forward to 93, um, I was an adult. My daughter was old enough to go to daycare. So I thought, you know, I'm going to find a job and um, Mm -hmm. walked into a long-term care facility and um, was given a job as an activity assistant. And it was awesome. You know, now I have, I had 88 grandparents to Uh to bring joy to. And my whole day would, you know, just be around making people smile and bringing joy to their life. So I think, you know, that was the spark that kind of drove me. And then over the years, as I worked in different care settings, and then my own personal experience losing my dad, I saw the struggle that families were having as they, you know, visited or cared for a loved one who was living with Alzheimer's. And I just thought, wow, what can I do that could lessen this this pain for these families? What can I give to them to make it a little better? And the kit actually was designed using all the tools that I used as an activity professional, things that I had learned over the years that families didn't necessarily know about. They didn't have Mm -hmm. that education. So I just kind of tucked them all into a box and offered them as a kit for families and wrote a manual that I think is pretty easy to read, um, and and the kit was born. Well, the the manual I, I have all the pieces in front of me. In fact, I even have the the clappy hands and in there. Um, and everything is really durable too that you've put together, um, and that's something that I like as well because. Um, it, you know, when something gets used, it really is important that it's durable. So why don't you talk, um, I'm going to let you kind of pick um, 
one thing to to start us off with that's in this kit. What's your what's your favorite thing in the kit? My favorite thing would be the activity planning section. I actually have a whole section on how to plan an activity with your loved one. Um, I, that comes from my programming background and something that I really enjoy. Um, it sounds complicated when you say programming, but it's, mm-hmm. it's really not. It's, it's taking the things that your loved one, whether that's your mom or dad or husband, wife, taking the things that they always enjoyed doing throughout their life and adapting it to fit every stage of the Alzheimer's disease process so that they can continue to enjoy um, the activities that were always so meaningful to them. Um, Mm -hmm. And I I actually have a section um, in the activity planning part of the manual that walks families through how to adapt an activity um, to meet right where your loved one is at that time. When they're in the early stage, they will probably be able to do an activity in this in this way um, as they maybe get to the middle stage, then we're going to adapt it to fit their abilities at that stage. And then even in the late stage, how can we adapt that same activity so they're having success and enjoying what they're doing um, mm-hmm. during the activity can, process. Can you give people an example of uh, how an activity can be changed to be adapted? Absolutely, absolutely. So I love I love to crochet, and, and this is actually one that comes from the manual. Um, right now, you know, I can um, complete a pattern. You know, I can pick out the yarn that I want to use, and I can complete a pattern. Um, in the early stages, you know, your loved one will probably still be able to do some of that. They may need a little help. Um, keeping up with supplies, making sure they have what they need, maybe helping read a pattern. Um, As they enter the mid-stage, they may not be able to actually even complete a project. Maybe they're just um, crocheting, you know, a chain. Um, But they're Mm -hmm. still getting the feel of the yarn. They're touching it. They're feeling it, um, maybe rolling it into balls. And then in the later stage, you may actually sit down with them bring some of the projects that they've done in the past to let them touch and hold, talk to them about the memories that are associated with that particular project, feel the softness of the yarn and everything. So they're they're getting to still enjoy something that they did all their life and you've adapted it to fit right where they are in that moment. Oh, cool. It's, um, I, I think that that's really important, too, is to know that there's no one way to do something. You know, that uh-huh. dementia really teaches us to be more flexible and get out of our own way sometimes. Right, I think. right. You know, because I, I know it's really easy to, you know, do the my way or the highway uh, type thing. And, um, and, and that just doesn't work you know, with this disease. And you have so many different opportunities here. I love how you've designed recipes for success, activities for Alzheimer's at your fingertips. And it truly is. Uh And then you've you've color-coded the different things in here from reminiscing to arts and crafts to cooking and baking, brain games and odds and ends. So people really get a nice variety here. And, um, you know, one of one of your mottos you've got in here that's written is be creative, be safe and have fun, you know, exactly. and, 
And and that's uh, really the way it should be. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, a lot of times the activity portion scares people because maybe they haven't, you know, done that. Maybe they haven't, you know, um, done any programming or they participate in their own activities. But, you know, they may not look at it as being an activity. When I cook dinner, I, I don't – sometimes that's a chore to me, you know, whereas um, if I get to bake cookies, that's an activity that I really enjoy. And um, sometimes it's not as complicated as it sounds. I think the recipe for success um, for those people who, you know, don't feel that they have that creative juice, it kind of kickstarts for them. It lays um, out the materials they'll need and the directions for making it happen. And mm-hmm. um, just rem- remembering, I think, the one important thing is that a beautiful picture or a perfect tasting cookie is not the goal. It's it's the experience that your loved one has as they're participating in that activity. That's a that's a great thing to to remember. And I I also love that you put in here, you know, materials you need and each one starts out with a smile and a hug. You know, uh-huh. it's it, it is about engagement. It is about being in relationship with somebody. And, um, you know, I, this one here is on, um, under arts and crafts and it's flower arranging. And how many times do we not take advantage of that being an opportunity to engage and be creative and, um, allow somebody to help? And what a beautiful experience that is because then it's showcased, you know, in the home and, um, you've got card, card making and beading and just all different types of things. And you've really, I, I, you've really laid this out very, very well. Um, you you have music in here, um, spirituality, which I think is so important. Um, can you talk about the spirituality a little bit? Well, it's one of the areas that um, I, I worry about some in our facilities. Um, a lot of the facilities that I've worked in, um, I don't think we pay enough attention to um, a resident need to express their spirituality. Um, a lot of times even praying at a mealtime might go by the wayside as care staff are, you know, really trying to get the job done. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that is a, a place that we need to pay particular attention. Um, for most people who are spiritual, that's a very large portion of their life. And to mm-hmm. go from maybe going to church on a regular basis, going to Bible study, um, doing a devotion every morning, and then suddenly you're cast into a, you know, a situation where you're not you know, encouraged to do any of that anymore or assisted to do any of that anymore. I can imagine how devastating that could be. Um, mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be real complicated. I think um, if you have a loved one who's not able to get out and go to church. Um, churches are now live streaming. You make an activity of it Sunday morning at such and such a time. You know we're gonna we're gonna have church right in our living room. Um, mm-hmm. And I think the same for Bible study. If mom or dad can't get out to go to Bible study anymore, how about we have a couple of friends in once a month and have Bible study at home? So um, those are great activities, and I think it it is such a need for people who are spiritual to have that opportunity. And we just kind of need to help facilitate that for them. Mm-hmm. I agree. I, that runs so, so deep with people. I remember my mom, even at her end stages, 
knowing um, she was really into music. So the biblical songs and stuff were really important to her, just music in general. <clears throat> but, um, you know, or um, certain phrases, you know, certain um, biblical lines can just be really important. Um, uh-huh. Even storytelling. I mean, it was there were just so many little things. Um, prayers, you know, she could still remember that she taught us when we were young, that she was probably taught when she was young. Um, Those are ingrained in us. And, you know, if we can, if we can lay those things into place where, where they can succeed and, and fill, fill that need of being connected that we all have, um, uh-huh. That's pretty cool. That's a pretty cool thing to to be able to to offer. You also have um, a photo album, and, which I think is really cool in this kit because a lot of times you know we we take photos and now we're we're digital. But a person with dementia, you know, as the disease progresses, um, can't do digital. And what can you talk a little bit about um, why you think the the photo album is is so helpful and maybe how it can help people um, in communication? Oh right, uh, the photo album um, really when we think about um, Alzheimer's and, and people who are living with it, uh, their long term memories hold much longer than the short term. Uh, we know a lot of times they can remember their wedding but can't remember breakfast from yesterday. And mm-hmm. so when we're when we're providing care, it's important to engage them in memories, you know, that are meaningful, which would be generally, you know, those mid-teens through the 30s, that time period when they were, you know, maybe going to college, getting married, raising their family. And so photos from that time period um, can just bring back such wonderful memories for people living with Alzheimer's. I just think it's a great um, tool, and we include that in the memories box um, that actually what the kit comes in is a pink box that becomes your memories box. And another great tool for reminiscing, um, you fill the box with trinkets that are important to your loved one. So I give mm-hmm. an example, you know, from my from my own self. If my kids were creating a memories box for me, then the photo album would be in there filled with pictures from, um, you know, my marriage, my raising my children, from our adventures together, and also magnets. One mm-hmm. of the things that we've done with our kids since they were little, everywhere we travel, we pick up a magnet, and it mm-hmm. goes on the refrigerator. And I can tell you where we purchased each one and the story behind it. And it it brings back such wonderful memories for me. If my kids were creating a memories box for me, the magnets would be perfect to put into mm-hmm. this box along with a photo album that would help me just to sit and reminisce about all the wonderful adventures we had as a family. And I could sit and do that probably for hours. Um, mm-hmm. The memories box um, is portable, and so if if you're taking mom or dad to a doctor's visit where you're going to um, have a long wait or taking a car trip with mom or dad, um, the memories box would be a great way to and keep them engaged while you travel or while you wait. And I yep. think reminiscent therapy is just so such an important um, tool, and the photo album just fits in there really nicely. 
Can you explain, because reminiscing, I think sometimes family members especially get into making it correct. And how do we do reminiscing right so everyone's not getting frustrated? Because I've seen that happen. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it can. I think a lot of times we tend to be very literal-minded. And so the memories that mom may have of an event may not match exactly what we know um, happened during that event, but that's okay. If it's bringing mom joy, it's it's not wrong, you know, just mm-hmm. to let her kind of go through the memories box or, you know, as you're talking about memories, let her just um, be lost in the moment of what brings joy. Um, so uh, sometimes I'm not saying anybody's doing it wrong. I'm just saying sometimes our expectation of, of the outcome is more than it really needs to be. So Mm -hmm. as long as mom is enjoying the memories that she's engaged in, I think that's wonderful. Um, Mm -hmm. The memories box in the kit comes with an inventory listing, so you can actually list out specifically what's in the memories box. For me, Uh it would be magnets. For somebody else, it might be little collectibles that they collected, you know, in their adulthood. Um, it might be um, newspaper clippings or letters that they received from a friend. Um, and so every box is going to be different. It's going to be um, done specifically for that individual. And the memories mm-hmm. that are in there should be things that just bring joy to their life. And if they get the dates wrong or they get, you know, the specifics of the event wrong, it's okay. We just kind of go with it. Yeah. Well, and I think if we can keep in mind, because we all, we, we all fall into this thing where we all think everybody sees everything exactly as we do. And, you know, just think of the, of an accident and the policeman going around asking what happened. And everybody's <laughs> perception of it is different. You know, Uh and if we can kind of let go of that and focus more on the feelings that are happening, you know, and and focus on that comfort, focus on the joy, focus on the peacefulness, because um, my guess is people are probably a lot like myself with my mom when, you know, if she was frustrated, I was frustrated, or if I was frustrated, Uh she was frustrated. I mean, we would mirror one another, you know, and, and that's not good. And so when you can really relish and focus in their peacefulness and in their Uh joy, no matter what's going on in your world, you just become peaceful. You know, you just Uh let go of what's bugging you for a while and, and really be in the moment. And I think that's what all of these, um, these tools, you know, will do for people. Uh, It's, Uh it's absolutely, they're just wonderful. Now you have, um, you have one in here with a balloon, which is it's kind of fun. Again, the way you package this is really um, is really neat, Julie. And so, can you explain the balloon? Because that that probably, I mean, I looked at that called balloon. What the heck, you know? Um, but you had right. great ideas for the use of the balloon. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you the the kit, the tool that that comes in is called the bag of tricks. And that's something that I learned very early in my career working with senior adults when I would go door-to-door asking people, you know, would you like to come to this activity? And they would look at me and, you know, there's that typical word that comes out, no. Um, I heard that (laughs) quite frequently. And um, I learned that being silly can really um, 
turn that no into a yes. Um, I had a resident who family was becoming a little concerned that she didn't want to come out of her room. And we had a gospel band coming that morning, and I knew that was music that she really loved. So I headed into her room with this really funny hat that had tulips coming up out Mm -hmm. of it. And I went in and I explained to her about the activity and asked her to come. And, of course, she looked at me, and she was eyeing my hat rather suspiciously. But Mm -hmm. she said, no, I'm not going. And um, I was trying to be ever positive. I said, well, why don't you think about it, and I'll come back in a few minutes, and we'll talk again. I stepped Mm -hmm. out of the room and pulled those tulips down like they had wilted on my hat. And I Mm -hmm. walked back into her room, and she looked at me. And she said, that is the dumbest thing I have ever seen. But if you (laughs) care enough about me that you want me to go to hear this band, I will go with you. And I thought, oh, wow, that's a win. Even though she kind of hurt my feelings about the tulips, um, that that was a win because she went, she had a great time, and the family was very pleased. I learned then that being silly and putting yourself out there could have positive ramifications. And the bag mm-hmm. of tricks comes off of that. Um, I want families to know that sometimes you're gonna you're gonna run into tense moments, whether that you know getting a no response to something that you'd like your loved one to do, or whether they're just having a, a hard time at that moment. Mm-hmm. And how can we diffuse that situation as quickly as possible? Because if we let it escalate, it's going to get totally out of control. So I put together what's called the bag of tricks. Um, inside there's some note cards that will kind of help you know, um, talks about reminiscing and how to do reminiscing with your loved one, talks about communication, how to keep them focused, um, and how to have a successful visit. And then I included a game that um, you were referencing with the balloon. Um, We know that exercise is, is important both for the body and for the mind for sure. Um, but if you're looking for a fun and easy way to help your loved one get a little exercise, um, balloon ball, or what we call used to call keeping it up, um, is really fun. And it's just, you know, it comes with a balloon. Of course, you know, you'll need more of those if you're going to continue to do it. But um, it's going to help your loved one to bat that balloon back and forth with you. It helps with their range of motion, their reaching and stretching, mm-hmm. um, eye-hand coordination, and even their response time. So um, it really has a lot of benefits for them, and it's fun. So you're going to be exercising, and they're going to be laughing, having a good time, and not even really realize that they're exercising. Mm-hmm. Yeah. my I have a little three-year-old granddaughter, and um, we've had just a lot of parties at the house lately. And that is, she just loves the balloon, just, you know, hitting the balloon and she's so happy playing with it by herself or playing with it with somebody else. And, mm-hmm. you know, she's up, she's down, she, she's all over. <laughs> oh, and, yeah, it yeah. Is, and it's just, you know, it's something fun. It's something easy. Um, my mom used to like that too uh, until the point where she, she really couldn't, you know, move her arms and stuff, but she liked right. watching you know, other people play too, because, uh-huh. you know, they would just naturally giggle. And, um, oh, yeah. you know, most, yeah. most people, I don't think I've ever really seen anybody, you know, kind of bouncing the ball and, and um, you know, keeping the balloon up in the air and be snarky. 
You know, uh-huh. most people, uh-huh. um, e- even if they start out that way, they end up cracking a spile because it's it's like the energy in the room just changes. Right, you know, right. And, a, you know, I played um, balloon volleyball with residents. We actually had a net, and we would play teams, so they are batting it back and forth. And even some of, of the residents that I had with macular degeneration, if I used the right color balloon, um, they could participate, and they loved it. And then it's a competition on top of, you know, everything else and really just having a good time. So I'm not really uh, in favor of doing a lot of childish activities, but I think when you're talking about the balloon ball, it really puts it on another level. And you're right. It makes people laugh, and that, you know, that's what we're going for, those joy-filled moments. Um, mm-hmm. with your loved one is, is what we're going for. And I've even done the balloon in a hospital room, you know, with mm-hmm. an individual that um, was spending some time in the hospital and playing that while they're in the bed, and they're just giggling and laughing and having a good time. So, Well, and I think that's one of the things that when someone is, is ill, like you said, even in the hospital, we all get this really serious, you know, side to us, and they're like, I, I know it's serious. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. I, I, Balance me out here a little bit, you know. Let me know we're connected uh-huh. on all on all levels because, you right. know, they don't necessarily want to see us worried and serious. That makes them more fearful. And uh-huh. um, you know, it's um, I, I, to me that that joy and that laughter is so critical. And I think sometimes it's really underplayed and undervalued the importance uh-huh. of it from just a mental health aspect. Oh, you yeah. know, if we're always down the rabbit hole, you know, that's that's not a good place to be for anybody. And uh-huh. so one thing the disease taught me, you know, or that my mom taught me through her disease was as an adult to play again, to let go and just have a good hard belly laugh and be silly, you know, because uh-huh. life is too short. And, oh, absolutely. And that, and that was a really rich gift, you know, and as an adult, you don't, you don't think you've lost your ability to play, but just ask your kids, they'll tell you, you know, for the, oh, most, yeah. <laughs> for, for the most part, you know, you're playing the role right. of the sergeant or, you know, the controller, the organizer or whatever, um, but to just simply play and let, let all that other stuff just wait a while and really be in the moment. Um is is quite special and i think you know i think your kit will really help people get there um even like with your your photo album just having that come in the kit is just a reminder for people to take photos you know Uh they're so precious and and take video to be able to watch nowadays too we can do that off our phone you know it doesn't have to be perfect but Uh the way that we can connect is is um is pretty cool. Have you ever done any of the activities with somebody maybe um as a long distance um care, caregiver um being part of an activity and then there might have to be somebody on site with the person with dementia depending on how how far along they are and just doing an activity together but but by a long distance. Well, you know uh, yeah, all of the modern technology that we have today, I think it's definitely possible. Um, and even, you know, family members who are at a distance. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that's a hard that's a hard place to be as a, like for myself, 
my siblings, we're all scattered over the United States, and my mom is about two hours away from me, and I'm the closest. Getting us all together is hard. So the fact that we can do, you know, Skype or FaceTime and those kind of things um, are wonderful. Um, I've never done that myself, but I think that's an awesome idea. Yeah, I, w- I would think for especially some of these or the reminiscing could easily be done, you know, mm-hmm. via um, a Skype or a Zoom or a FaceTime. You know, right. there there are ways that we could we could interact there, but we could even do an activity and be able to show one another via the video, you know, what it mm-hmm. is, what it is we're doing um, or, right. you know, making memory boxes together, even mm-hmm. though you're apart. You know, just um, right. still still being able to communicate. I, I don't think we leverage the technology as as well as we could, and mm-hmm. um, that that's just one of one of my thoughts there. Um, yeah, you I, know, agree. With that. But, I agree. I um, agree definitely. Now you have some tips um, to help help your loved one if you're caring for them at home um, to stay focused. Do you mind just sharing a couple of those with people? Sure, I don't mind a bit. I think that um, what's really important is, you know, when you're trying to get someone's attention, we want to um, first, and and the thing that I'm going to kind of lift these the way I would do it if I was working with someone, you know, we get their attention to start with, and that may be, you know, a soft touch to the arm or the knee, calling them by name, and then gaining eye contact. Um, mm-hmm. It's really important, and you'll know when your loved one's looking at you and they're tracking with you, or if they're just looking at you and they're not hearing what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So it's you know gaining that eye contact and going back to that over and over again. If you lose it, you know calling you know mom, mom, can you look at me? Let me see your pretty eyes today. You know, and, and regaining mm-hmm. that. Um, if you're going to do an activity with a family member, I think, you know, you want the setting to be um, less any other distractions. So, you know, no television or radio going, unless you're doing, you know, an activity that requires those. Um, if you want to keep their attention, um, you want to limit the distractions around them because those are heard so much um, stronger for people with Alzheimer's than if they are for us. Even you know they're mm-hmm. they're kind of confused of where you know where am I supposed to be paying attention? So limiting yeah. those is good. Um, and then you know the the one on one where you're actually sitting with your loved one, um, depending on um, whether they're in an earlier stage or a later stage, you may actually have to um, do like a a hand under or hand over hand where you're helping them if you're doing a painting activity or, um, you know, the the adult coloring, those kind of things where you're actually helping them um, as they go. But um, I, I just think it's really important to um, to know to go back and make sure that they're tracking with you, that you haven't lost them, um, and, and bring them back to the activity at hand. And, and just knowing how to do that, just saying, you know, Mom, how you doing? Can you look at me? And you make good eye contact with, oh, your eyes are so pretty today, you know, and just re- mm-hmm. regaining that focus. Um, well, that's great. Do you, do you encourage people to turn off their cell phones or, or mute them at least um, and not have electronics? Because I think we're all so connected that sometimes we forget to disconnect too. 
Absolutely, yeah. I, I think that's really important because it may not be your, your loved one's focus that you're losing, but your own, right? Because we're, we're mm-hmm. tuned into who might be calling or, you know, things that are happening at home. And, you know, I think a good visit is, is going to be high quality and it's going to be just you and I, you know, in the visit. So we want to mm-hmm. eliminate distractions not only for our loved one, but for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Great. Now, now this kit can be used not just at home for for people who have a loved one at home, but um, I would imagine that this could be used in different community settings as well. Is that correct? Yes, absolutely. I think there are some really good tips for um, the early caregiving journey um, in the beginning of the manual. You know, we cover acceptance of the diagnosis and also um, gaining knowledge, so going out there and, and learning about Alzheimer's through the Alzheimer's organization. Um, so there are some really good tips for early caregiving and caregiving at home. But I think also, um, actually, you know, it can provide you with some guidance on what are my visits going to be like when I go to visit mom in, in the facility or dad. Um, what does that activity look like and how do I prepare for that? so that um, you have your bag of tricks that you've put together for your loved one. You have the memories box that you've put together with a photo album, um, and you take those with you. And you have an activity mm-hmm. plan. Um, so if your mom loves to play cards, maybe you're going to play a game with her. Um, but maybe she doesn't want to play cards today, so we pull the memories box out and we, you know, we kind of are flexible ourselves and what we're going to do with mom. Um, mm-hmm. So I think the kit kind of helps families um, walk through what that visit can look like. And I just um, have seen families struggle to know what do I say to mom. You know, mom wants to talk about the food's not good, she's not sleeping at night, nobody talks to her. So, you know, it's that negative talk and really it's on us as the caregivers to keep it positive. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, we want to keep the conversation flowing in a positive direction rather than the mm-hmm. worry or the or the negative. And I think the kit really helps families walk through that. Well, and I think, as I, you know, I agree. I would love to see communities have these kits accessible for families when they visit because, Especially in the beginning, people are so lost, you know, after they kind of get them settled in. We're busy moving furniture around and hanging pictures and organizing stuff. And then once that's done, then sometimes families can get really lost and not know what to do. And so having Uh kids like this available, I think, would be really, really helpful. Um, And and I, I guess I haven't seen a lot of communities offer something like that up in terms of educating families, you know, mm-hmm. how to communicate when they visit. And, and I, right. I, I would have, I would have loved that. I know with, with my own mom. Now, um, how, how can people purchase the kit? I have a website. It's um, www.joyfieldvisits.com and the kit is mm-hmm. available um, through that. And it, it works on PayPal, which takes, you know, your credit cards as well. Um, and if they have specific questions, then they're more than welcome to email me as well um, at julesbigham at yahoo.com. So either okay. way, we can get the kit to them. Um, but the website is probably the easiest way to order. 
Okay. Okay. Well, wonderful. And um, do you other do you offer other services or support to uh, you know families or communities mm-hmm. besides the um, Right. I have um, a small consulting that I do with families. Now, my area of expertise is very specific, so I I work with families on the engagement piece and, um, you know, the visitation or the activity, keeping mom or dad active, Um, really hoping that I can help families um, save off isolation. Um, I think Mm -hmm. that happens so often in the caregiving at home process where when it gets really difficult or they're afraid that mom may say or do something that's embarrassing for them, um, it's easy, easier just to stay at home. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that can be isolating and, and cause depression not only for the um, caree but also for the caregiver because we sure. all need that interaction. Um, so I work with them on um, keeping mom active and engaged or dad um, and also um, have host the memory cafe which is another opportunity for them to get out of the house into an environment where they can enjoy time together um, so we encourage the caregiver to bring the carry with them and and participate in memory cafe together so it's an activity that they can enjoy wonderful well julie you are just doing such fabulous work i want to mention one other thing in this kit um, you also have emergency information, which is so helpful. I don't think people organize, um, you know, or think of that emergency situation that could come come into play. And you've really done a nice job putting this together. And so again, I, I thank you. You've really um, you've looked at all aspects because an emergency can happen to any of us. And you know, this form doesn't have to be just for a person with dementia. We should probably all have one filled uh-huh. <laughs> Absolutely. on ourselves if, Absolutely. We're, if, we're, if we're honest. <laughs> yeah. Well, that came from my own experience with my mom because she is two hours from me, and she had a couple of falls, and we hear about it, of course, you know, a day later. Um, uh-huh. And so um, she has this emergency information form on her refrigerator and with a trusted friend that um, mm-hmm. and her pastor, um, actually, so that, um, you know, if she were to have a fall at church or um, maybe someone from the church is with her when she um, has an emergency situation, everybody knows who do I call, um, you know, where do I find the information, paperwork that I might need to go to the ER um, those types of things that sometimes, you know, we get into a situation and we're so fearful that we forget, now what do I do next? And mm-hmm. I like to be proactive. I like to have the information there at my fingertips if I need it. So um, the, that's where the emergency information form, that came pers- just from my own personal experience with my mom. Um, mm-hmm. Good information to have where documents can be found if there's a DNR order or not, the emergency contact person, HOA, I mean the POA, um, pastor, and any um, medications or allergies they may have, it's all right there so that um, emergency personnel can get right to work on what they need to do. Oh, fantastic. That is that is wonderful. Well, Julie, like I said, I asked so appreciate you taking the time to be with us today. And you want to give people the website one more time? Right. It's um, www.joyfilledvisit.com. 
Great. And um, I, I really, this is uh, this is a, a fantastic, uh, just a fantastic kit. Um, can you tell people pricing of the kit too, or could they um, buy the things separate? Um, they the um, the recipe for success book is actually a, a separate um, booklet that they can order. The kit is fifty four dollars. That's with tax. Um, if it has to be shipped, there will be some shipping added in there, depending on where it's going. But um, it uh, is the the base four dollars. Okay, wonderful. Well, I think it's well worth it. it. It's like I said, it's it's very well put together, and you will have tons of of ideas and guidance um, with this. So again, thank you for all you do. Appreciate well, thank you. Appreciate the work. And um, thank best you of luck so much. to you. Thank, well, thank you so you. much, and I appreciate it. Have a great day. You too. Um, in wrapping up, I just want to let people know that uh, there is the Alzheimer's Research and Prevention Foundation that you might want to check into. They uh, kind of take a holistic approach, and you can find them at alzheimersprevention.org, alzheimersprevention.org. Dot org, but they really um, are looking at living the best possible life with dementia, um, and um, I, you'll you'll just find their education and their information I think very worthwhile. Also, the Call Alert Center um, has a great product if you're worried about somebody wandering. And if you go to alzheimerspeaks.com, right on our front page, you can uh, put in a discount code. It's only like $15 a year, but, you know, it's always nice to be prepared in case of that emergency. And know, just knowing that you've got every, all the ducks in a row, um, they will do a blast out to um, basically mobile phones, but they'll also work with the the police, and it'll be something you'll be able to share on social media easily uh, to just assist in the process there. And uh, the Women's Alzheimer's Movement, which is Maria Shriver's movement known as WAM, I would encourage you to check that out and, and become part of her wall and sign up for her Move for the Minds event, which we'll, they'll be announcing here very soon. You can get more details at the Women's Alzheimer's Movement.org. Again, that's the Women's Alzheimer's Movement.org. And last, I just want to um, remind people that the Neurofilm Festival, the deadline to submit a film for 2018 is, um, what the heck is it? I just lost it here. I want to say it's March 2nd. And there will be one grand prize of $1,000. Um, in four different categories. Um, one is why you think neuroscience is cool. Um, two is why you think neuroscience is rewarding. Three, why you think neuroscience is essential. And four, why you think neuroscience is critical. This is Lori LeBay with Alzheimer's Speaks. Have a blessed day and um, enjoy. Bye now. It's time to rethink, renew, and reimagine retirement. 
Hey everybody, Jared Sebesta here, host of Retire Repurposed. Now this podcast is about the non-financial parts of retirement, which many times can be even more challenging than the financial. We believe retirement is not the end, rather the beginning of what could be the most impactful, purposeful, and fulfilling season of a person's life. So don't retire, become repurposed. To listen now, search Retire Repurposed on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.